All right, y'all. We are back. It's Mega Sheen coming at you, like uh, back at you, like Melba Moore. I'm Nick. <laughs> Melba Moore. I thought you were gonna say Cleopatra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Victor. <laughs> and you know, another week of shenanigans, mm-hmm. uh, as Victor likes to say, the magic, mayhem, and mischief. Mm-hmm. What has been going on with you, Victor, this past um, week? The well, we are we still dealing with the fires here, and it's been interesting because certain places, you know, are not going to charge us for a bill this month just because they that's why how the fires may be affecting us personally. And so, um, you know, like for student loans, they put uh, forbearance on many of us uh, automatically just because of this. Um, and everything else so that's you know that's interesting and nice um but besides that i got some good news that my books so for those of y'all y'all know that I did a kickstarter for strange lore got the money they were being made um the word is they the books will be shipped to me like i think next week oh shit you official now and then i'll get to look at them so i'm May reveal them online. Uh, it's just it's just weird to think. Wow, I'm gonna have a book. Like, I mean, people can you can print your own books, but this is you know this is something that people paid for, and so I'm really excited because this this, was, this it wasn't like I decided like oh I'm gonna make you know I'm gonna just print out my own books. This is what people wanted, and so this is kind of a important matter. So I, I'm nervous about it. And everything else but we'll see how that goes i think it's next week or the week next um and you know i'm enjoying my second week of my new job it is really fun i got to somewhat rename our department play a, played a role in that so i was really excited about that and excited about my first paycheck um, oh, that's right yeah. let me tell y'all it is lovely when you leave a job and you get your um, vacation pay on top of your last check and then you still paid on the same time as you normally have been with your new check and your new check is bigger. So it was just like, woo, here we come, Bath and Body Works. No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. But we can upgrade and get some, you know, some quality lotion, like philosophy. So there we're going to do All right. Oh, she, she's got mad money. Honey, not that not that serious, but you know, I don't <laughs> too much because you know, when you get a little bit more money, here comes taxes. So Child. I didn't see that, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." So y'all really coming for this money? So I was like, "Okay, let's not cheer too much." <laughs> and what about you? What's been going on over there, in Kentucky? Kentucky. Uh, let's see. Well, I had a job interview uh, Friday uh, with a state job. So we're hoping, I'm hoping for some good news there. State jobs you paying, boy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, look, please pay me. <laughs> please pay me. Um, And I felt good about it. I felt like... Uh, I was telling my uh, partner this. I felt as good as when I interviewed for the law firm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I went in there acting like I knew everything about there is about transactional law and corporate law, knowing good and damn well I wasn't doing any of that. 
So that went well. Aside from that, I finished I finished Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Child, okay. So Netflix had the unmitigating audacity to be showing the remake, the remake remake of Poseidon with uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that movie is a bunch of shit. Fifteen minutes in, the ship is already turned over. I'm like, who are these people? Still, I don't know. There was no character development. There was no built up to it. It was just like we're on the ship, and then all of a sudden, here comes this rogue, this rogue wave. I'm like, okay. And then when you you remember in the original where everybody climbed up the Christmas tree and the other people were staying uh, behind with the presser. Okay. And all of a sudden the water comes in and everybody's run, running around. Mm-hmm. The black guy and Fergie started looking at each other as if they've been long lost lovers. I was like, how did we get here? It was just so weird and just bad. It was very bad. And you mean to tell me out of, you, that ship was fucking huge. And we'll say maybe 3,000 people were on that ship. Out of 3,000 people, only six people are going to survive. <laughs> six. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not... That movie was terrible. And then the, the remake, um, I think it was like a made-for-TV movie mm-hmm. where they had like... The, there was supposed to be bombs on the ship and terrorists... That was a piece of shit, too. <laughs> so I'm like, just leave everything. Just leave Erwin Allen's classics alone. I, I, <sighs> I think it's funny because I think about, you know, they always try to, well, I saw that there was a Titanic 2. It's not, it was like a made for video. Mm-hmm. Titanic 2, there is all types of stuff that you just like, why are y'all? But, you know, I remember the because you know the old one. You know, it was like a it was like a a big old ass adventure. They crawling through the boat and mm-hmm. falling through. They holding on stuff and falling into fire. Like it was just like okay. Like it was like a runaround. Like Lord, you really wanted to like get out. And I think Doctor Who did a uh, something similar to that way back. Not way back, but a few like a good almost somewhere in a decade ago, something similar to that type of thing with, um, with um, Katabagalata. I can't say the name, uh, he, but that's how he pronounced his name. He, he always said that. And Kylie Minogue was in it. So um, it was kind of interesting to see that, but it, I don't want to see any remakes. We'll just see. It's like if somebody tried to remake Jaws, it's not going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, up in Jaws. You know, it was like, okay, you saw him take out a few people then that whole beach scene and then you know it was like okay we building it all the way up and then when I had to go out there and, and get jobs so it was like you know that's I miss stuff like that but now you got them speeding it up trying to put in celebrity folks and right like it didn't even make any sense like one of oh what was this I forgot the guy's character but uh the actual actor's name but his character is gay mm-hmm. and uh, there was one instance where they were trying to cl- uh, climb climb through a shaft and the elevator was coming down and there were spikes on the ground and there was a guy hanging on his leg and it was like, you got to shake him off. You got to kill him. I was like, now, wait a minute. 
there was no you gotta kill him on the original. I know. Like there was no self no sacrificing people. We was go we was all gonna make it. True. And they had just introduced him five minutes ago. And I'm like, okay. And you know, like the only uh ethnic person that they had in the little group of survivors, she she died. <laughs> I was like, okay, so it's all white folks. Okay. See, that's why it was just a mess. And that little kid was annoying. Well, they that's the only thing they got right was the annoying ass little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to see, I don't know, maybe an actual like a may a movie based on the actual book, like uh scene for scene, because the book is very scary. Like a lot of the um a lot of the images, the imagery in the book isn't in any of the, the uh, Poseidon adventures that were made. So like um, there's one instance where there's a stampede of people after the initial, after the, uh, the boat flips over and people get trampled and uh, whatever the little boy's name, he disappears and you don't hear from him. There's no mention of him ever again. Uh, one of the the girl, his sister, somehow gets sexually um, molested. I don't know how that happened. I'm like, maybe I'll, y'all can cut that out. We don't need to see that. But, yeah, if you want to see the Poseidon Adventure, go see, I think it was 1973, 4. Um, it's got an all-star cast. It's got Gene Hackman, uh, Stella Stevens, Ernest Borgnine, um, yeah, just see that one. Don't mess with these other um, remakes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I was so pissed off at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fuming. No, you know, that's, that's kind of how I felt when I saw, you know, when they did the remake, they did a few remakes. They did one of the first TV remakes of um, Bad Seed. That's how I felt. Wait a minute. They did a remake of that? Yeah, there's like a couple. Well, the girl had darker hair, and then the good son is basically that's with um Colin McCockney. That's basically, but yeah, it is. Well, I know the bad seed initially was a play, mm-hmm. and then they they made it with a uh they made it into the movie, the movie that we know. Yeah, and we respect and. I need to see that again because I will never forget when I first because I didn't know what to expect when I first you know I always saw that little girl's face and I was like what is this mess about so it was one day it was on one of those you know like those classic American like it'd be like American cinema classics or something like that. and I was sitting down and I started watching this and I was like this <laughs> what is she doing but I think what cracked me up when she was talking to um I forgot his name I want to call him Fred but that's not his name she was talking to him. Oh, are you talking about uh, Leroy? Yeah. I'm mad because he's <laughs> I was like, that is a nigga. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay. Get that black ass name. But Leroy up there, you know, taunting her. She said, you lie all the time. All the time. I was like, that is the best. <laughs> you lie all yeah, the when time. She was... All the time. I was like, damn. But it was the fact that I'll never forget her because that, that girl was ruthless. And I miss stuff like that because she was... And then when she started confessing stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 
you are. But I would, the mother and that mother of the other. Oh my God. Oh. When I tell you, they acted they motherfucking asses off in that movie. They did. Like the, like the mother, the original mother was just like, you could see her just slowly just crack it out. Like you just like, Lord, and learn about her past. Yeah. Losing it. But when, what's her name came over and we were drunk and she. Uh, was, uh, Hortense. Yeah, of course. I, I was, my heart was out to her, but she was giving you, she was giving you a scene. When she was tell when she told Monica when she was crying and she was like, "You know something and you won't tell me." Oh my God, I cry every time when I see that scene. Oh, I'm telling you, hey, if y'all have not seen the original, y'all need to see that because that is that's some acting and that is some that is some drama. That's a thriller. That's everything that we don't always get today. But you know what y'all will get it from? If you watch Widows, I'm telling y'all, go see Widows. Uh, yes, that is on my, as soon as, you know, folks stop being sick around here, <laughs> I'll go. But that's another story. <laughs> good. It, I was sitting there like, I was just like, there's some, it's just good. You got Viola being just a, another tough woman. Um, but glamorous, so I have to say her outfits, y'all can Google these outfits, but she is wearing outfits. She is giving you rich white woman outfits. <laughs> That's what you are <laughs> when she is confronting stuff, she is in these outfits. You just like, okay, all right. Steve McQueen, he, he knew how to make sure she was gonna look like she is not the other girls in the room. That's what it was. Right. Love it. I don't want to spoil it for y'all. Go and see this movie. Go and see this movie. Mm. I'll go see it again. Um, in fact, I'm going to see it again. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this tea because there were some few things that happened. Uh, I was going to throw this in there because I didn't, I didn't put this on the list, but I just saw. So queer you know queerness is just really popping out these days you got stuff with Tyler the creator and um what's his name Jaden you know acting up we don't know if they really doing anything they talk about being boyfriends and stuff and then you have Isra Miller who's been who's <laughs> who did some pictures for Playboy talking about his queer team and all that good stuff but I you know recently we saw that people are trying to cancel him did you see that well, yes, I did see that, and rightfully so. I will say to a degree, y'all can come after me on that. I'll say to a degree. This is why I'm saying to a degree. When I did see the initial post, uh, it felt like people were ignoring that he was, they kept saying that he directed it, and I was like, he was a co-director. So they, they kind of, there was he was him and another person of color, I think it's a black person. I, I need to Google Soul Guy, that's his name. Um, I saw it. I saw it. I said, "That was let me get this four-minute mess." And I saw it. I was like, "Okay, this is interesting." I don't think he'll be canceled for it for two reasons. One, this was done in two thousand five. I always feel like when something's done in like a few years ago and it wasn't canceled then, sometimes it's not. It's not going to translate. So it was two thousand fifteen, I think. And I was like, "Okay," and I get what he was trying to do. I guess it was more like. This is him talking into the mirror before he did his initial interview. 
And I was like, okay, that was his guilt. He was lashing out his guilt, whatever, whatever that is. I don't know if he'll be counsel for it, but I kind of saw people, you can tell some people didn't watch it. They were just kind of saying things because everybody else was saying it. And I just want to say, y'all don't do that to yourselves because that's how receipts get thrown back at you. And that's how you may get judged. So, you know, I know some of us have faves, but you know, just form your own opinion. That's all. That's all. I, you know, I don't, I don't really care what that officer has to say and to put him like to even give him a voice. You know who that officer reminded me of? Do you remember on Scandal um, that scene, was it that episode where the officer shot the boy? Yeah. The lawn chair. Yeah. And that uh, the officer went off on um, Kerry Washington yeah. saying, oh, they're scared of me and yada yada, you know, the typical angry white man. Mm-hmm. That's what that who uh Darren Wilson reminds me of. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to give him any voice yeah. and what Urza and you know this production team or whatever what they did was give him a voice and we don't really it feels like we shouldn't have to hear what he has to say because he basically got away with murder. Yeah. It felt like I don't I they were, I, I don't know if they were trying to make us sympathize or if they were trying to make us like see that he's you know written with guilt and I was like I don't even want to speculate just I, I I didn't really think it was necessary to do I just thought it was like okay I see what y'all are trying to do but I don't know so I've seen stuff where they try to they you know when they do movies like they did a movie about Jeffrey Dahmer and it was trying to really give you you know there's a graphic novel there's a movie. Um, where the guy, Sabrina's boyfriend, you know, the guy who plays Sabrina's boyfriend um, was um, Jeffrey Dahmer in this, in this latest movie. And so they really try to give, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer this voice. And, and they've done that in several movies. Um, I'm not always big about them trying to give these people a voice, you know, just like, okay, well, okay, but you still did hate his crimes. Yeah, you know, it's like, that's, that's the end of the day is what you did. So I looked at this, I actually looked at it twice, make sure I was seeing I was trying to see what some people were seeing, and I was like, no, I don't see that. But um, I was like, I don't know if I would have done this, and I really don't care for him. But I know that Darren, what we know of Darren Wilson right now is basically his life is a shambles. He can't really do anything. Uh, well, maybe he should have not <laughs> shot a ki- an unarmed kid. That's why I said that's what you get. So, yeah, but I don't think that Ezra will be canceled for this. You know, I think maybe it's a lesson learned you know that maybe he won't do anything like this again i know his pictures right now are kind of you know it's, it's drawing some issues with it but no issues for him but i i, I don't know I, you know I, after seeing this documentary i don't know i'm not like all oh, like oh my god he's this i'm like i don't know if it's that deep but i hope that he understands that maybe, and maybe he did, which is why we didn't hear that much about it for the past three years. Because, you know, you go do something and realize, like, that was a mistake, so you don't talk about it. And I, maybe that was, like, we did something, and I'm going to move off from that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I don't think he'd be counseled for that. I think, if anything, he... Sometimes I think we 
I think I said this before. I, I want us to get out of this. How do I say this? I want us to some cancel culture. Uh, yeah, cancel culture is weird because cancel culture for me is like it comes off as if we don't make mistakes too. You know what I mean? And I feel like, Lord, if you put all my business out here on the street, <laughs> things <laughs> I've done and stuff I share with y'all, like slash tires and I cheated on my girlfriend when I was messing around with my roommate, stuff like that. I know I'm not perfect, so I don't always want to always give out that type of judgment. Now, yeah, I'll cancel people like Trump, of course, and Van Jones, Lord. <sighs> but I'm always going to be like, okay, but you know, I have to like, look at myself and be like, okay, can I really, I always be like, can I really say something? No, because of this. So I think sometimes cancel culture is this holier, it comes off holier than that as if none of us have ever made mistakes. Uh, and I don't want to give that benefit of the doubt. But if we ever put your stuff out there on the street, you, you will want somebody to give you the benefit of the doubt too, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I'm not saying I support everything. I always feel like I, I always caution myself to judge when I know I've done something similar or maybe worse. So I was like, mm -hmm. do we cancel or is this just something we just look at and be like, okay, you effed up? Because we all F up. And we want, we want, sometimes we need a, a second chance, third, fourth chances to get ourselves together. I just think that we have to be, if we want those opportunities, we have to be somewhat open for other people to have those opportunities to some degree. I'm side-eyeing him. <laughs> no, I'm going to side-eye him. I just didn't feel like it was all that. But I, I'm going to be like, okay, sir. But I always feel like I need to ask why you did it. That's, and I'm also getting to that area where I'm like, I need to ask why did you do this? Because sometimes when you find out why people do things, you're just like, okay, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know. Just things I'm, I'm learning about myself these days when it comes to cancel culture. Anyway, what else is going on on the table? What else we got? <clears throat> Well, let's see. We got oh, Shira is out there. Um, have you been watching it? Have you checked it out yet? I have not checked it out yet. It is in my queue, but um, child, my queue is a mess. It's a hot, stinking, bloody garbage. But I, I do want to check it out because I think, I think I would like it. I think you would too. What I'm getting from it right now is it's a whole different take. I do like someone posted the pictures of what they were then and what they are now. And you realize it was a white ass cast, <laughs> but you also realize that if anybody looked of anything different, they were all evil, you know, shadow weaver, uh, Hordak, they all different features about themselves, but everybody good and all was white. Um, now, except um, Mermista, we can go back and forth because I think Mermista was her, the person who voiced her sound Latino to some degree. I don't know. And then um, Frosta was French. And uh -huh. then Natosa is black. But in this new version, they have really shaped it up. I mean, Glimmer looks like she can be another race. Um, her mother is blue, so therefore, but she is looks a little bit different. Bo is black. Um, Catra is something different, and there's right now a lot of 
talk about Catra and Adora, and a lot of people are shipping them. Um, there is the, I won't say much, but you've probably already seen the pictures. There's the prom, and I think Catra's in a suit. <laughs> so it's really interesting um, just to see what they've been doing with this and really kind of flipping and changing it up, um, giving people more queer looks and backgrounds to who they are as characters. Right. Um, so it's been really, really interesting and fun. I'm on episode seven. I'm going to finish it today. How long is the season? Is it like 13 episodes? I think it's like that or 10. I'm not sure. Um, but they go by really quickly. Only like 23 minutes long. So Okay, good. Because I'm all for like a condensed season, like a, a four or eight. Because I don't think you need 13 episodes to tell your story. Yeah. I'm looking at you, uh, Marvel, Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't. I've only watched Daredevil, like the first episode of the second, the third season of Daredevil. But I've heard it's very good, so I need to get over it. I'm still on the second season. Well, you might like the second season. Well, yeah, I do like. Out of the all of the um, Marvel Netflix series that I've seen, I do like Daredevil the most because mm-hmm. uh, I, I like the fighting. I like, um, what's the actor's name that plays Matt Murdock? Um, Charlie, I can't remember his last name. Him, I like him as an actor, and I like him in that role. Yeah, because he really does a good job. But, yeah. um, Yeah, I'm really enjoying She-Ra. It's really really good. I know some people were all, you know, hurt about the how they are drawn, but it works. It all works. It um, Again, looking back at the original, because I looked at one of the original episodes, and I'm like, wow. You know, I was like, wow, it's a whole big difference. But I like that it gave some, uh, it gave some more depth to Adora as She-Ra, her responsibilities. So there was a lot. And I love the fact they also challenged the, the, the looks of each of the characters, because, you know, they're not all skinny and buff. You know, some of them are um a little thick some of them a little taller some of them a little you know shorter it's difference there's a difference with all of them Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's really fantastic i will say this is a very good job and i haven't heard anybody complain except people who you know just being idiots besides that there's a lot of love for it so you know y'all go out there and watch it let us know what you think about it but i'm really enjoying speaking of netflix it was announced that the creator of um, the Castlevania series, or the producer, is also doing uh, the Devil May Cry series in that same universe. So if you don't know, uh, Devil May Cry stars uh, a guy named Dante. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played any of the games because I haven't. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's supposed to be like a heavy action based and i'm hoping that he does it in the same sort of you know small smaller seasons like he did castlevania i don't know if they're going to share a universe or it's just going to be produced by him and his team Mm -hmm. i'm hoping it doesn't share the universe because that would be odd like a castlevania is a specific setting and a specific time versus devil may cry it seems like it's all over the place yeah but if it if they do somehow share the same universe then i'm sure that the writers will 
have it make sense. Well, hopefully they do because I, you know, I think with the success of Castlevania, they want to keep that that same energy going. And, mm-hmm. and again, as we talked about last week, Castlevania is the step. Like I don't, I'm excited to know what the what the third season will look like. But this right here, that sounds like it'll be interesting to see. And I hope it's really good because I'm gonna check it out. So I hope it's good. Yes. Now I don't know if they've started production on it, but we'll see. And speaking of more little animated stuff, um, we got a teaser from Young Justice season three. Um, again, it was a teaser, so we really didn't get much. Um, but it got some people hyped. Um, this is going to be on you know, the DC, you know, DC <laughs> site. Oh, no, streaming. <laughs> the streaming app. Which I'm still going back and forth with because I keep thinking. You know, like I would love to kind of have, and Netflix still has, I know they don't, but you know, um, DirecTV still has like a lot of the DC movies. So, the cartoon movies. So, it's like, I do I want to get into it? You know, Titans, but then I feel like Titans about to come on Netflix, so let me look at it. Because I feel like once I watch Titans, I think it's worth it. Um, but it's hard because CBS did theirs, but then you can still see some of their stuff on different, like on Hulu and on um, DirecTV now without going on that. So it's like, do I get it all? But anyway, I, I, I am curious what they're going to do with season three. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be in it and how that's going to go and everything else. But I don't know. What did you think of the little teaser? I know I'm ready to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it will be very, because for the longest time when Young Justice was on Netflix, I I avoided it because I was like, it's these fucking kids, you know, I don't like kids and they're fucking up the, uh, like the DC. I'm like, no, this is, this is going to be some straight garbage. So I went on a whim and went ahead and tried it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was sitting up there multiple times crying like bawling i was like okay so fuck my emotions right okay but it was so so good and i want i'm hoping that the the dc universe like the the app is available on the playstation 4 so i can just download it from there because i know they're only available like through the uh, roku apple tv like a, a few um services so i'm hoping that they go that way especially because it will they can have a greater uh audience and a bigger market but yes i i, I definitely want to see it yeah yeah you know it's it's something that i am um, i need to go back and look at everything again it's been a while since i saw you know those, those former seasons, past seasons. So I want to see it um, and kind of get back into it. I was, I kind of like the whole was it Tigris or Tigris and that whole situation and yes, all of that good stuff. And then you know, I love how, you know, once in a while, you know, Justice League would jump in. Get it But yeah, it'll be fun. And I think I, I remember, what was that? Oh my God, it was that issue with, um, he kept saying, he always said his name, Harm, secret and there was like all this other stuff going on and I 
kind of like the look of the bag. I don't know if that's what it is, but I am looking forward just to see what they're going to do with it. But I'm also hearing that Marvel's about to get into it too, because they, like I think you said before, they're doing a Black Panther series. Um, so I think they're about to jump in. But they have been kind of lacking in it. And I think, I think that's, I, I think we said it here, that it would be neat if they start getting back into the animated world. That's where they can do a Dark Phoenix. That's where they can do all that stuff. Because if they did an animated Dark Phoenix, I think that would just kind of set it off. It's worth it. We'll introduce X Men in the movie world, but we'll do these big ass things animated. It's like you don't, you're not going to get you know half of that stuff. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, speaking of Dark Phoenix, don't tell me you got pushed back again. No. <laughs> The rumor is, um, since um, Deadpool, it's going to be re-released on Netflix. <laughs> um, they, they're going to give us a new trailer. That's the rumor. Don't nobody want to see that shit. <laughs> well, they are trying. They, you know, what they need to do is just put the put that New Mutants and whatever other movie in one of those three packs and just say, you know, let, yeah. that, be, let that be a gift we get at Comic Con. You know. <laughs> Like I mean, I don't know if it would be a good gift. It's just a gift. <laughs> or make it like here. We tried, damn it. <laughs> I know. Or maybe they put it. They could put it. Mark could put it on their on their streaming thing. Like here, well, we'll put it here. You know, they could. You know, let's do it that way. Like they did. Bright. They put that horrible movie on Netflix, and people hate watched it. That's how they can get their money. We'll hate watch it because you know we're gonna watch it. Put it on that streaming that thing. We'll watch it. And dissect it, and you know, people have you know, like viewing tweets, like 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 live tweeting it, and everything else. Do it that way. Just don't put it out in the theater. Don't do that to the rest of the world. <laughs> yes. Oh Lord. What and, else we got? And we have um, a couple of more things. So John Cryer, for those of you who may know him as Ducky from Pretty in Pink or from the TV show, um, two men, no, what was it, Two Men and a Boy? Whatever that was. <laughs> That's what Charlie Sheen. I didn't watch it, but apparently everybody else did. Two and a Half Men? Yeah, that. Oh, the one where, wh- okay, that one, that stupid-ass one. Go ahead. <laughs> so John Cryer is now the new Lex Luthor. He will be in and Supergirl, so he's going to be Lex Luthor. Now, the funny thing, he was... Lenny Luthor, he was the nephew of Lex Luthor back in the, you know, Christopher Reeve movie days. But now he's going to be Lex Luthor. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how to feel about it. You know, I mean, to me, Lex Luthor always going to be the one I always thought that was black from the anime series. <laughs> right, That's- or some, some kind of ethnic yeah. brother. I always looked at that was the best Lex we had. Um, everybody else was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then Jesse Eisenberg was the worst choice to to make Lex Luthor and Batman versus Superman. But they're gonna It has that. been a while since I've seen like a bad a casting that bad. Yeah. So John Cryer is the new Lex Luthor. Um he'll be, you know, we'll see him. Do it. He's excited about it. You know, I'm not going to hate on him because I don't know what to expect. 
You know what I mean? This man could probably do it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, I, I just think it's funny that he was the nephew. He played the nephew back, I think, in Quest for Peace. I think Superman 4. Um, but um, we will see how this goes. Now, it, it's already have mixed reviews. People who are like, okay, this would be cool because he has fans. But then you have some people like, no, I don't see it. And I'm like, let's just watch it first before we say we don't see it. Because the neat thing about some of these actors that we don't know that much about is they can surprise us, you know? I, I mean, look at Get Out. Did nobody know about uh, Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. And now he's turning it, well, he's turning me on and Widows. But I'm just saying that um, <laughs> you never know what he can really offer. Like you think about how, um, what's his name? We never saw, we always thought of him as a comedian, but he has played so many different roles. Um, oh man, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey can give you drama yeah when he did uh th- he did that lifetime movie with uh oh god while doing, doing trying to maple drive yes oh my god that was such a good movie that was he was like uh, was he a drug addict or alcoholic well he was something somebody was addicted to something something and then somebody was in the closet and his parents yeah. were, it was a lot going on in that motherfucking movie that was a dramatic white movie right there it i was just like lord this movie but yeah, he can play multiple different roles. You know what I mean? And so who knows what John Cryer would do? So I'm like on a separate and right on his parade. He's excited about it. It is Supergirl, so you get what you get. But, um, you know, we'll just look at it. And, you know, I'll, I'll check it out because I'm curious. I'll look at, I, I do watch Supergirl like every once in a while. Um, but we'll see. Um, he's going to be Lex. Um, maybe they may have his nephew in it. Who knows? Who could be gay? That could be fun. Um, but yeah, he has been cast and he will be in it. Um, someone asked, are they still doing, um, Arrow? Yeah, Arrow's still going on. <laughs> uh, one of these days I'm going to get around to watching that whole series, but it ain't <laughs> one of them days. I don't know if you really want to watch that whole series, though. Well, enough said. <laughs> I tried it and I was like, you know, I, I remember when they debuted at Comic Con. I watched and they and I watched the first episode with the actors or, or what the and they came out and I was like, okay, well, all right, it's very CW, but CW is slightly changing. So anyway, but John Cryer is the new Lex, and we will see what happens. But to end our table talk, um, we we can't go any further without talking about Stan Lee. As you know, Stan Lee passed away. Um, this past week, he was 95. So he's lived a long life. Yeah, this, you know, it was always on the back of our minds because we knew that this day, something like this, this day was going to come. And, you know, when it did, it hurt. You know, no amount of preparation could prepare you to lose somebody who brought you so many iconic characters and iconic storylines. So I know for me, I did, I went to the bathroom and bawled um, because I found out at work. And I, I mean, Stanley help create a lot of characters that we look up to. And I mean, given like in the time that we live in now, Mm -hmm. we 
need something to be inspired with or make us believe that we can do good. And that's what all of his stories did. That's what all of the characters did, you know. Doing the right thing is not the easiest thing, but it is a just thing. Yeah. So it's it's tough because we already lost Aretha and now we're losing Stan. And you know you don't want to say goodbye. And you know it's but you know it's time to say goodbye. It doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was you know, he's lived a long life, and I think a lot of things are taking off for him late 30s, early 40s. That's when his, everything took off, basically, for him. So there's always that message of, you know, you don't worry about when it's going to happen for you, you know, because it can happen at any time of your life. But, you know, Stan Lee played a big role in so many things. And, you know, when Marvel's it was up and down, he was still you know, riding with it. You know, there were times where, you know, they were being sold to different companies and, and everything was going on and we was getting all this, the horrible TV show, the TV made movies, um, all those things. Uh, but, you know, he still stuck with it. And, you know, sadly, you know, in his, in his later years, he was, you know, he lost his wife and we knew that, you know, you know, when you've been together so long, they've been together for many years and he lost his wife like that. We knew that time was going to come soon, but also, but we also heard the things that people try to take advantage of him and try to take his money and everything else. So, you know, I'm glad that he was able to have some peace and he's not a perfect man. I mean, there's, there's stories out there that he was this, he was that. Um, but none of us, as I said earlier, it's hard for us to judge because there's things that we've all done throughout our lives. So if we ever reach 95 years old, I'm sure there'll be things they can pull from us and be like, bitch, remember when you were doing this and you did that? But, you know, I think he, hopefully he did learn from it. And, you know, he's always been a person who was about, as you say, you know, looked at being a hero as a sense of inspiration and change. Mm -hmm. And if you look at some of the statements he had about racism and issues with that, and I think one there was a clip that showed like the reason why he loved Spider-Man was like Spider-Man had on a mask. And some of the heroes, like you couldn't really see their faces, like, you know, Iron Man, or if you go, you almost saw so much of Captain America or whatever, or even like Black Panther, you know, Black Panther was black. But what he said was you can that anyone can see themselves in these hooded or masked um heroes like mm -hmm. anyone could be spider-man because you didn't i mean you knew it was peter parker but you could still see yourself in that suit or you could be iron man you know and so i like the things that he said about what racism and and how you know in some sense the heroes were out there to fight the good fight and make those changes so you know he he set up a legacy he still has a legacy um the kamikaze is is basically his comic-con that he has here in los angeles so i'm sure that they will always keep that going now because of you know of stan lee and his support it will be different because you know every year that we would go to comic-con he's always been there so it's going to be a little you know this comic-con coming up will be um you know really heartfelt and you know to his family you know, our hearts go out to that, go out to them. But at the end of the day, you know, he's the, he did good work. He made some changes. Uh -huh. We'll always be appreciative of that. Yeah. And he always, all those stories made us believe in ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the greatest 
the greatest gift that you can give somebody. Yeah, it's very true. All right, well, if we don't have anything else on the table, we're gonna kind of jump on into the king size issue, which kind of follows what we've been talking about. Um, because the other day, well, you know, throughout this weekend, um, Bill Maher has been, and if you don't know who Bill Maher is, he's the host of Politically Incorrect. Um, his HBO show has been going on for over 10 years now. Um, he says things that, you know, that can get everybody in the tizzy. And, you know, he's a, you can say a provocateur to a degree. Um, but recently he talked about comic books and how people who, you know, are big fans of comic book movies, um, as well as comic books are the reason why Trump is in office, um, which was a very interesting thing to say, um, but that is what he he believes. And, you know, he looks at it more as, he said it like this, he said, um, because the superheroes encourage people to analyze God-like figures um, as a solution to all their problems instead of taking matters into their own hands. Um, so he's thinking that we look at it as, you know, they're going to save us. We don't need to save ourselves. Um, he's also saying that, um, here's one of his statements, and I'll read it. If you're asking what's the problem, the problem is superhero movies imprint the mindset of where we're now masters of our own destiny, and the best that we can do is sit back and wait for Star-Lord or an effing raccoon to sweep in and save our sorry asses. <laughs> now, he said the these comments, what was it, I think, last year or the year before last he said them prior to mm -hmm. i think sometime last year and then he followed up um saying blaming trump well blaming why we're in this shit that we in now because of stanley yeah it's like you know people this guy just fucking died number one so have some fucking humility Number two, why is it that, how did you make this jump from A to B? Because it doesn't make sense. And Bill Maher, I have always had a problem with Bill because he's, he's coming, it always seems like he's coming from an issue or coming from a place where he's above everything else and he's so oh i don't have to worry about this but you know i'm going to talk about it he just seems very off-putting and then in addition to all this shit that he said he was saying uh, he was said the n-word on the show yeah and i'm like ice cube and, yeah because i think ice cube came on the, <laughs> the next episode. yeah and then he said he hates uh Islam and he's always saying some disparaging remarks about about Islam. It's like why does why does this white man think that he's so better than that? Better than everybody else. But everybody keeps on watching him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um because I will I will check him out every once in a while. Cause again there's this I like the guests that he would have on the show and sometimes the guests would get them together as well. Um, but I wanted people to kind of get an idea that he's always, I don't think he gets it, but to answer your question, I think why he's been, why he brought this up is because of, I feel like he's been looking at what Comic Gate 
comics gave to it. And I think a lot of that, what he was saying yesterday, had a lot to do with, uh, or saying this week, what he has a lot to do with comics gate, because they sound like more of what they do. And if you know about comics gate, these are the people who talk about how things used to be a certain way and how they analyze, you know, like the white male and how the white male is godlike. And even from how they draw characters, like you think of Robin Layfield and all the way they've done things, these are the, the guys who fight for that type of things or, or like it when a woman is, is not really the hero, but she needs to be saved and the man is the alpha male. These are the characteristics of the people who are in comics game. So I feel like he was speaking more to them, but for him to say what he said, and, and yeah, you're right about Stan Lee and this whole situation, it's like he doesn't understand that we don't look at comic books as a sense of somebody coming to save us. For a lot of us, we look at it as inspiration or as characters that we can that we we believe in and we have hope for. You know, we, for example, we think about Wonder Woman. I think about when you know Phil Jimenez was writing her at one point and some of the, the, the awesome lines she will say about humanity and why she fights what she fights. Um, or Storm, when you think about Storm and what things she said with Chris Claremont used to write her. Um, these characters were inspirational. I mean, a lot of us learn our big words through these characters. Uh -huh. We kind of learn a lot about being a person and being a better person. I can sit here and go through a lot of things that Storm said that I was reading when I was a kid um, back in high school because she said things that inspired me. She said things that were always, that I still fall through today. One of the things she that I love that she says is, you know, learning that she knows the dark and light sides of herself to be a better person. That's why she's like, I know who I am because I embrace the dark side of myself and I embrace the, the best sides of myself. So that's why you can't, you can't get over me because I know who I am. And I think that was something that was very helpful for me as a teenager. Like, yeah, I need to know who I am. So when people teased or picked on me, I was able to embrace the fact that I know who I am. I know I'm not those things, they say. So I think when we think about it, I, there are a lot of the combo characters that we believe in. And, you know, hell, Jean Grey. Jean Grey, I learned about sacrifice several times. You know, the first was <laughs> when, you know, they were coming back from space and she sacrificed herself to save the rest of them. And when the Phoenix came and made a copy of her, but also when the copy Phoenix because it had a lot of her uh, humanity in, in that fake Jean Grey, committed suicide in order to save the, the universe. So, you know, you learn a lot from these characters about like, what is sacrifice? What does that mean? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. uh, what does it mean to be introspective about being good and evil? What is, what is good and evil? You know, who's right, who's wrong? Mm -hmm. you learn about, you know, so many different things about like, is he really wrong? Like, you know, it made you question things. So it's not the stupid stuff that you was, that I guess Bill Maher is addressing. I mean, yeah, you're, you think about the things he said that you're like several years ago, because you know, the statement I read was from 2017, but the fact that he still keeps staying in that mode of things, that means he doesn't really understand this universe, this genre and why we are, you know, we stand in it. I feel like comic books for a lot of people are a way to escape real life when it gets way too hard and way too rough. Mm -hmm. And these stories of triumph and fighting the proverbial 
good over evil mantra. That's what a lot of people go to comic books for. And for you to say like either they don't matter or that they're full of shit and they're this kid shit. Like, I don't understand why you would A, say that and B, rain on somebody's parade when it does nothing for you and it's only bringing that person some sort of happiness. Like, that is crazy to me. Yeah. It's like the, the age-old, uh, I see a, a lot of this on Twitter. Oh, uh, why are you so, why are you this specific age, like 30 or so, and you're still playing video games? Bitch, because I'm a grown-ass adult, and I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. That's, that's why. I'm like, come on now. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to see. That's why I was saying, I wonder if he's talking more about Comicscape because they are the ridiculous people who talk about there's too much, you know, it's too much diversity in comics. You know, the white man is is being, you know, brought down or whatever. He needs to be like, out, you know, don't know what he's getting this information from. But it's interesting to see, again, he, for all these years, he's still holding on to that. And to be this disrespectful to Stan Lee, I mean, this man created a universe that has given many of us hope for change and things. And I can't imagine what we what we would have done if we didn't have Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, I think about what Stan Lee has done is inspired generations. And we look to these characters, Captain America. I mean, good Lord. I mean... By being by having this character out here, it's been amazing, not just for Chris Evans' life, but just overall, you know, as to see a character like this out there. I don't think that it makes anybody lazy or makes people think of, you know, heroes that they need to save us. I think it sometimes inspires us to be the saviors. You know what I mean? Like it makes us mm-hmm. like that. No, we can go out here and do it. I can go out here. And stand up for myself. I can go out here and, and, and make change for other people. I mean, I think one of, again, I referenced Wonder Woman in the back when Phil was writing. was Just some of the things she would say made me think about, like, how can I be a better a citizen? How can I be a better person? Or, you know, my friend David Berger will always do, like, what will Wonder Woman do? And, it, you know, he looks to her as, like, how do I handle myself? I think another thing I got from Wonder Woman was, um, Lois Lane in one of the comics asked her, how do you deal with the fact that you can't save everybody? How do you deal with the fact that, you know, that you will fail at all these things? She said, I, she took her lasso out. She said, I deal with it by wrapping this rope around myself and dealing with the truth every day. And I'm like, whoa. How many of us can be like, bitch, if we could deal with our own truths, will we actually want to deal with it? Or we just uh-huh. want drink and get high and not try to worry about the fact that we could be horrible people. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you learn a lot from these characters and they're not, it's not this, oh, I'm a tough man. I'm at her, but you know, destroying buildings and stuff. Now, you know, maybe he's getting that world and that life from Shack, um, snack, snack, Jack Schneider and all that because, you know, because of these movies and yes, some of these movies are a mess but I think if you look at some of these other like you think about Wonder Woman, there were some inspirational pieces in that. You think about some of the Marvel movies we've seen, there's been some inspirational pieces in that as well. Um, so we these movies are not stupid and they don't make us stupid. 
I think in a lot of ways it does inspire us to be better. I think he needs to look a bit more deeper than his writers to kind of see, you know, or learn more about this community than just mm-hmm. what we think we're all about. This sounds like the the argument that was made back in the 90s. Um, I don't know if you remember, but uh, when Mortal Kombat first came out and it was everybody was like, oh my God, it's too gory. Oh, this is going to change uh, the minds of kids. Oh, they're going to start fighting and killing each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody was attributing or trying to make this correlation that these violent video games are going to have some kind of dire, reverse, irreversible effect on kids. And they're still making that up, that, yeah. trying to make that argument today. And it's like, I don't think there's any scientific data out there that suggests that violent video games have an adverse effect on children. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and folks, y'all let me know, but I don't think that data is out there. And if it is, then it hasn't been, I don't think a lot of quote unquote scientists are up on it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been very interesting to see how people have responded to, you know, how this whole thing and, and how still throughout, you know, over the years we're still kind of blaming things for blaming like things that we find enjoyment in things we're inspired by to be the you know to be the catalyst for something stupid um but for him to say something like he doesn't think it's a a huge stretch that donald trump could be elected in the country i think comic books are important i think that's like the worst thing i again i think he's in there for comics gate because i cannot understand why he will say that without not really thinking what that really means and comic books are important because it gives us the opportunity to believe in so many different things. As I keep saying, it, it is inspiring to us. It is stories about humanity in the midst of fantasy and craziness and what have you. It is um, stories about how to deal with, with things that, you know, that are maybe bigger than you. Like you uh, again, think about the whole mantra of Spider-Man. What, what was it? With great power come great responsibility? Mm-hmm. That is a life lesson. Like, it's, it's just really interesting to kind of see him go this route and to say things like that and continue to say stuff like that all these years later still. So, you know, Bill, have a seat. But, you know, the people I know who read comic books and think comic books are important are not Trump voters. <laughs> so, I don't know. Where you got that from? Again, quit. You know, don't let because you hear about comics gate. That doesn't mean that is what all comic book readers are. And so, you know, shut up, have a seat. Do you know? Smoke right. I just I'm not paying attention to Bill fucking Moore. <laughs> you know, I've never seen it for that white man, and I'll never will see it for that white man. Yeah. He's just another one of those. I don't know if he uh, labels himself as a liberal. Honestly, I don't give a fuck what he labels himself as. I just, he just needs to shut up and go sit down somewhere. Yeah, he does. Go on vacation. Yeah, go, he loves, you know, let him go smoke. He likes to smoke a lot of weed. Let him go and do that. 
and philosophizing on anything else. But comic books is not your it's not your your lane, and you need to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why those lines are down on the, uh, the road. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. That made me mad, but I'm gonna get over it. <laughs> I mean, well, it needs to be talked about because some people think that correlation does not make sense at all. Yeah. It just flat out, it doesn't. To talk about the movies, to talk about Stanley, to talk about Donald Trump. And I'm just like, no, this, these are not the same world. It's not the same world. So don't do that to us. Right. Just, you know, like you said, stay in your lane, talk about the craziness in the political world. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for, I guess that's it. All right. Well, (laughs) as always, (laughs) as always, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman 5. Megashine is at Megashine Pod. You can like us on Facebook and Instagram at Megashine Pod. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, you like, rate, and subscribe there. Before we go, we had a, a listener letter, I guess, come through our mailbox asking if we had a PayPal account. Um, unfortunately, no, we do not have a PayPal account, but that is something that we are trying to get set up in the new year. So uh, once that is set up, we will let you all know. Yes. Um, and that was very cool to see. If y'all would love to donate, great, because what you will be donating to, and we're figuring all this stuff out because we've been talking about this. Um, but, you know, basically it will help us, you know, be in, at the cons and be seen in places. So that would be how to help us, you know, get us in those different places but yeah we'll be working on the you know to be seen and all that great stuff in the future because we the presence and the cons will be great uh and we would love to see a lot of y'all and see some of our twitter fam all in one spot so yeah that would be great yes it will well anything else before we get up out of here no just looking for it for the two-day work week or two and a half they work week <laughs> so that's gonna be fun it's gonna be great. yes oh yeah thanks happy thanksgiving uh if you celebrate um this lying ass holiday but <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another time yes it is all right well we will see y'all soon bye